Welcome to the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. My name is Josh Carey. You want in on a little secret? I was in hiding for 40 years. Yeah, I was hiding every part of myself in every situation. And I can tell you one thing, hiding sucks. I'm now on a mission to help extraordinary people like yourself rediscover the world around you, connect beautifully with others, and excel tremendously in all you set out to do. Join in. It's The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. We are here with Edwich Paul. Edwich, thanks so much for joining us here at PodMax, this wonderful event, virtual PodMax Global. So excited to have you on the show today. Oh my God, uh, I'm so super um, excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, our, our listeners are going to be a little surprised here because typically they would be hearing Josh Carey right now, but I'm sitting in for him having this conversation with you. And I, we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago, technology happened and the files got got uh, lost. And so we're here we're having a conversation 2.0, lots changed in the world around us. COVID's a little different. The election happened. How are you doing though through all of this change? Well, you know, it is all of uh, a mindset. It's all how you choose to uh, view things, um, whether you could have a million dollar in, yeah. uh, in the bank and you could be as sad as uh, I don't know, you know what. And you have uh, $5, you could be as happy as, as you want to be. So it is a, uh, all a mindset. To answer your question, I'm doing well, man. I, I can't complain. You know, um, I'm healthy um, mentally. My family's well. Uh, so, hey, I mean, I couldn't ask for a better opportunity. It's all, it's all how you want to um, want to take it. You know what I mean? So, I mean, as far as like business, business is doing well. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, from the beginning, I, I said this. It's you know, it's all, it's all, it's all your mindset. It's all yeah. your mindset. You know what I mean? I mean, thank God nobody in my family actually passed away or anything like that. But beside that, we good. That's awesome. And, you know, I think so much of the world right now, that's an important conversation. It's easy to focus on uh, all the negative, uh, whether it's the things we hear on TV, whether it's the situations of COVID or whatever, and it's easy to go down the the dark place of of lo- looking at things negatively. Now you are in Philly area, right? Oh my God, I love Philadelphia. So um, <laughs> that's that's my state, man. I just love it. You know, um, this, the city been good to me so far. Yeah, I'm not far from you. I'm just outside of Harrisburg as we're talking here. And Pennsylvania is a beautiful state, especially in this fall weather, although it feels like it's a kickoff for spring right now. So it's a little crazy. It, it is. It is. I'm actually um, um, sitting right in front of my window and prior to us having a conversation, I was just outside with my kids and stuff like that. And my daughter actually said, Daddy, look at the leaves. And I said, do you know why the leaf is actually changing? It's because it's actually fall. She said, yeah, it's beautiful. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, of course, you're not from Philly. You can hear that in the accent. How did you end up in Philly? And more uh, to that story, how did you end up becoming an entrepreneur in the U.S.? You like my accent? I love it. <laughs> I love it. 
But it's not a Philly <laughs> accent. Not. Trust me. I know <laughs> Philly accents, and, and they're <laughs> scary. Yours is inviting. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm actually glad you actually um, um, asked me this question. This, um, people, I normally get this question a lot. I hear it, but I can't really tell where um, you actually uh, from. Um, so, again, uh, my name is Edwidge. Um I actually uh, from um, Haiti originally. I came to the state um, in 1996, um, um, joined the biggest uh, blizzard in 1996. I don't recall if you remember that. Oh, I remember it. I remember digging out my parents' driveway when I was a teenager. Exactly. So I think I remember I was like, I was like 13 and I was actually going to school. And um, that day that school actually closed and literally um, do we know my parents doesn't know any better. I didn't know any better um, with this. <laughs> this is kind of funny. I might be laughing about this, but we went to school and I went to school and it was like, <laughs> it was kind of half my, uh, it's just, almost, almost died. Um, I'm sorry if I'm actually laughing, but it was kind of a funny um, situation where I went to school in the middle of this um, 1996 blizzard yeah. and um, school actually closed. I mean, that was actually um, uh, very delicate. In fact, that year I actually got a, a, a certificate for being, uh, for being um, not missing a single, single day in sc- for school. <laughs> that was kind of <laughs> interesting. <laughs> And you even oh, went on man. days they closed down. So a oh, commitment yeah. there for sure. In the middle of blizzard. But um, yeah, man. So what actually got me started in, in real estate? Um, I mean, I had some other, you know, I could, this, I have different stories and stuff like that. I mean, I always wanted to do something, right? Yeah. There's something that was always in me that I, I I remember there was one time me, uh, a friend of mine and I was actually hanging out. We were just walking. We were just kids and just walking um, and just with our bike and stuff. And I said, hey, listen, um, wouldn't it be nice if I actually one day could, um, could um, actually own a corner store? And he's exactly thing is, I don't know whether he was uncomfortable, whether he didn't believe in me. Um, I mean, at the time, um, I didn't know any English, in fact. Yeah. Um, he said, um, dude, you can't, uh, in our uh, language, he said, dude, you can't even read and write um, English. Um, how in the hell that like, you're going to be able to um, be able to afford um, a corner store? Um, you know, <laughs> that was a good question for a moment. I actually believed it. Wow. Right. I wow. just like, mo- huh? Oh, I just said, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So for a moment, I actually believe it. Like, like um, most of us, we look to our friends and family to give us that um, roadmap that they themselves don't even have it. Right. Yeah. And we look for validation to, our friends and family, them themselves don't have it. And you actually just asking people, hey, what do you think? Well, you know, it wasn't his dream, right? It wasn't his goal. It was actually my goal. It was mm. my dream yeah. to um, kind of want it more than what I saw my parents actually had. Um, now, someone might, um, you may be wondering, well, do he actually own that corner store? 
no, I was just a kid, right? It was just a goal that I I had and I envisioned it because I just thought, well, wouldn't that be nice if I can actually own one of these corner stores? Because, um, you know, apparently um, it's pro- it seemed profitable, right, yeah, at the yeah. moment, at the time. So with that being said, no, I don't own a corner store, but I do uh, own um, real estate. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's sometimes – when you have a dream and goal, sometimes you just got to maneuver around until you get to that place, that to that um, thing that you actually really love and passionate about. You know, I think that the interesting thing that I'm taking away from the story so far is, yeah, that wasn't the, the journey that you, you took. You didn't become a store owner. You didn't own that corner store. But the belief that you could do that, that you could do something that goes against what people say you should or could or what – you know, their expectations of what you could achieve didn't limit you. And I think so often as entrepreneurs, we get stuck in this place of uh, our belief limits what's possible. Our beliefs get us stuck in what we could do. And yet you had to overcome the expectation of your friends in this conversation. There's probably some family members along the way. How did you continue to say, you know what, I'm, I see something possible for myself, a belief that I could create something, that I could build a business, that I could do something. How did, how did you keep that belief alive to the point where today you have started and you are doing things and building businesses? So to go back um, to um, being um, from Haiti originally, yeah. right? Most immigrants, um, when we... Um, looking from the outside of the state, and um, it's you—it's always like you kind of like in the middle. It's like you're on the sideline. Um, you watching. Mm-hmm. Um, you watching everything that's actually going on, and and you're like, yo, if I actually have and get this opportunity, um, you know, man, I could do this. I could do that, right? Um, so, I mean, I think. One one of the things that I kind of pushed me um, to want it more, it's because I actually saw, um, growing up, I actually saw uh, my parents actually um, struggling. Mm. And I said to myself, um, man, I want better, you know? I, I want better for my kids. I want better for my my family. You know, um, I just want it better, you know. Um, so I, I believe in live on up. So, I mean, I, I, I just cannot believe in, in, in see how one can, do not believe in themselves and you do not just want more. Yeah. Like, I mean, like you just going to a nine to five, right? And this going to come out like I'm criticizing people who just um, kind of love their job. No, what I'm saying is, you should you should want more. Yeah. Um. You should want more for yourself, right? Yeah. Um. And then and I'm not just talking about financially. Of course, financially it's a great thing. You get to be comfortable. You get to be. Uh, you get to get um buy whatever you want, need. You get to go vacation and stuff like that. But I'm actually talking about like being better as for well mentally, physically, mm. like um. Yeah. You know, being sharp, like in your mind. You know, you gotta take care of your body. You know. Um, all that, all that stuff. I just want it to be, I just want to be better, man. Like this conversation I'm, we having right now, um, the next day, 
I just want to be better yeah. Um, yeah. By, by reading a book. Like I just read this book is called Getting the Money. You know, although I actually knew about private money lending, um, but there was this um, um, about this author. I don't know if that's okay to plug it in. I have yeah, no absolutely. Um, her name is Susan. I forgot her last name, but um, the, the author name is called um, named uh, Susan. And it's called Getting the Money. Um, so, and I actually knew about private money lending. For example, being talking about um, leveling up, educating yourself. Mm-hmm. But when I start reading the book, there's so many little niche, little nugget that I did not kind of like, oh, it's kind of like, I didn't know I could do that. I didn't know I could, I could structure a deal like that. So that's what I'm actually talking about. Like, yo, you got to get better at your craft. You got to do, you got to, you got to level up, you know, like um, you just got to read the books. You got to keep searching. Don't just say, don't just get up and, okay, what am I going to do today? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like, and just go to work and come back. And that's it. Come on. Right. Well, it sounds like what you're saying here is, you know, there, there are driving factors here and you're talking about leveling up, but it sounds like a little bit understanding your purpose, understanding what drives you forward. We live in a culture that likes comfort, that doesn't like tension, that doesn't like pushing the boundaries of what's accepted or what's possible. We like to settle in on going, hey, you know, I, I did this and now I'm, I'm just going to hang out in this spot because it's comfortable. And yet what you're saying here is, is that you can constantly be growing, evolving, changing. You can constantly be pushing into a new future. How are you finding purpose to keep that going in your drive? Because you're on a journey of creating, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that in the second segment of exactly what you're creating. But how are you, how are you finding purpose in what you do and keeping that as a focus of what you're building? Oh, my God. Great question. So there's so many ways that I actually find my purpose, right? Yeah. Um, so, for example— uh, I think it's. I think it was my upbringing. Um, maybe it's God gift that actually um, speak within within my my mind, my soul, uh, my heart to um, think the way I think and go for what I want. Yeah. Right. Um, so, I, and I thank God for the path that He's actually taken me. So, so, anyways, um, I remember back in high school, right, and everything actually happened for a reason. Back in high school, I'm not going to say this this guy name. I remember he was on a cane, mm. right? I was actually working at a hotel. This gentleman was on a cane. Uh, I don't know why he needed permission from the CEO of that hotel to retire. Uh, I mean, that, <laughs> that that's a question you would have to ask him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I remember the conversation was like, the the man the 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 owner of the hotel had refused him to give um let him go get retirement. Wow! And I remember one time he was actually walking um at one of the uh hall a hotel um hallway, and part of my language, this guy just pulling on himself, mm. right? And and I, we I remember I saw it, and and I was you know I was a kid and I was I was still in high school working. And I was like, whoa, does this just happen? You know? And for some reason, it, it just stayed in me. I'm like, that right there, I don't want this to be my life. I don't right. want this to be future. Like, yo, 
you work yourself to death. And then the funny thing is about it, the interesting about it is like when he finally was retired, literally two weeks, he actually died. Mm. I'm not making this up, right? Wow, wow. So, and it stayed with me. I was, I think I was like maybe 17 at the time when um, this actually happened, 17 or 16, because I was still in high school. Um, and I'm like, I'm actually 36 now. And wow. I still remember that story like it happened yesterday. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, the question we should ask ourselves, right? Do you want this to be you, right? <laughs> do you want to do you, do you want to live your life that way where you work yourself to death yeah. and what do you get out of it? Yeah. So I love that. Um, as we push towards the end of this first segment, though, there's a couple more questions we always ask. The first one is, what is one challenge you're currently working to overcome? Wow. Um, that's a great question. All right. One, my biggest challenge yeah. that I'm working on mentally is that um, I need to um, care less about what people think of me, right? Um, so a lot, a lot of time, because I'm very passionate on with everything, with um, uh, whether I like you, whether I love you. Um, Passionate. So a lot of time, I'm like, well, it's just like my image, right? When let's say if it's Edwards, let's just say somebody say Edwards is not a nice guy, and I like to think I'm a nice guy, right? And I'm like, well, why would he say that about me? And sometimes words matter. Mm. So a lot of time, when I hear something about me that is untrue, it, it can be hurtful. So um, my thing is, what I need to focus is like. What really matters is the people that's within my inner circle. That's yeah. really matter because the people that actually within the circle and that's actually uplifting you, they're not gonna have time to just bat out, uh, just bat you behind your back. Mm. One thing is like I know that it's gonna happen. It's it's life, right? Yeah. So so I, I'm not religious, right? Um, the story goes with Jesus Christ, right? Um. It's like he, the, the people, he loved the people. They praise him. They worship him, right? Mm -hmm. And that was the same people who actually stone him and crucify him. So it's just like, <laughs> my thing is, who am I to think about what people think of me? Yeah. So it's like, I need to think less of what people think of me. That's yeah. my whole thing. Yeah. You know, that's why I'm bringing that up. And then finally, as we wrap up this first segment, what's the next big dream, idea, or goal that you have or you're working on? Ah, the next big dream or oh, idea. Um, right now, literally, I speaking. I just um, uh, finished this um, class. Um, uh, I'm actually going to a background check with the state of Pennsylvania to become a, a licensed um, professional um, private investigator. Wow. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, and I believe that that's what you call an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. You don't just um, focus on one just thing. I mean, it's okay to do that also, but in the same time, you should also sharpen your skills. Mm. Um, you know, don't just settle because my thing is you should have different stream of income. 
Yeah. That's my, you know, yeah. Or you, um, yeah. Um, I mean, another thing is um, to go back, to go back, um, one of my goal is, believe it or not, um, and I'm so glad that this happened to me. Um, I used to work um, for the hotel industry that I don't really share with people. Um, I don't know why, but um, one day I would love to be to own um, a hotel. Mm. You know, I would love to be that. I mean, I I, I mean, I had done um, some flip. You know, I own some rentals. Um, but you know, um, I would love to um, get into the hotel industry. It's just something that I would love to. Um, it just it's just another um, pa- uh, passive income, you know. Yeah. It's just another stream of income of, of real estate. I don't think um, many investors think of, of that. Yeah, love it. I, I have the dream of starting a, a boutique hotel in New York City, so I can really relate to that as something I'd love to do too. Nice, good, good. Maybe one day, you never know, we might even partner on that. That'd be fun. Well, we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we're going to find out more about what Ed Witch is building through EP Investments. We're going to find out more about the world of real estate and a lot more fun conversation to come. We'll be right back. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches and consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about Podmax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next Podmax event. We are back with our friend Edwich Paul. We're back to talk about EP investments. Before we dive into that conversation, though, uh, how can people find and connect with you? Oh my God! Uh, I mean, we are in the days of uh, social media. Yeah. So, um, if anybody looking for uh, for me, I mean, you could actually um, look me up on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I normally um, I love Messenger, uh, Instagram, and also LinkedIn. And of course, you could definitely, I mean, let's just say you just a random person who's just looking for a show to listen to. You listen to the, um, this show right here. Um, you could also um, find, um, look me up on pahomecashbuyers.com. That's my company website. I mean, I have a couple of things I'm actually working on right now that I'm actually not going to um, share for the, uh, for the moment because okay. it have not been uh, finalized yeah but yeah man i mean the, the sky's the limit love that well i want to dive more into ep investments and p home pa home cash buyers tell us a little bit about how you got into the world of real estate and what you're doing in that space now oh my god this is a great question um how did i get that was the question right how did i get yeah. into the world of real estate okay yeah. so um and again, it's, it goes back to my childhood um, idea, goal that I kind of wanted to own a, a, a bodegas and stuff. And um, and you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure we all had dream at one point of time, right? Mm-hmm. 
And and your dream actually die or sleeping, however you want to put it. Um, I think I won't print my dream actually had died until mm. I actually got um, engaged and got married and, um, uh, you know, purchased my uh, first uh, primary resident. And and I just thought, it's just like, I'm like, maybe buying a home mm. is not the worst idea, yeah. right? Yeah. Because um, I, I normally say this, right? I normally say this. Um, people just laugh at it. Um, I, and my, when you a kid, that you have to be careful. What when you when you see a kid, right? You have to be careful what you say to the kid. Maybe the kid had a dream um, while he or she was nine years old or twelve, whatever age they are. If they said, "Daddy, mommy." Um, when I when I grow up, I want to become I don't know police officer. Let's just say right. Yeah. And you might you might say, why do you want to become a police officer? Well, that's their goal, right? That's yeah. that's what they actually love. When the kids say, I want to become this, believe it or not, they're actually passionate and love what they want. So my thing is, my my I remember one time again, go back to high school. Um, I was actually playing a video game. Um, Grand De- called Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. Um. And the character name was actually called CJ. And CJ was a hoodlum and straight came out of jail, blah, 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 doing all this, all these things. And for people who actually played a, played a video game, one of the things that in the video game was CJ, um, the, the, uh, the game allowed you to actually buy um, real estate, mm. right? Because that's how you're able to do your dirt. I mean, this is going to sound really bad. Um, <laughs> money laundering um, because so he, be, he could buy his tools so he could do whatever he would do, yeah. right? Yeah. So my thing is I took it in, in a positive way where I was like, wow, I'm actually seeing the cash arisen, right, um, as, as I'm actually playing because I own a couple of real estate and I'm like, yo, this is not the worst idea. This is a great idea, in fact. Yeah. And But, you know, little you know, again, your dream, you kind of like, eh, whatever, you know, you're not forgetting until I actually purchase my own, my first property. I'm like, yo, I think I need to start investing in real estate again. Mm. Then um, fast forward to that and I spoke to my wife. I'm like, hey, listen. Um, don't you actually have uh, some type of Roth IRA that's actually sitting around that you're not actually doing anything about it? And she said, yeah. And long story short, we spoke about it. Um, um, uh, she let me borrow uh, a little bit of that um, money, right? So I, I'm going to give you the numbers, right? And you're not going to believe it. Uh, my first property that I purchased was like, I think, five years ago. Yeah. Um, don't quote me on the on, on the. <laughs> year and stuff but i believe it was five years ago my first rental that i purchased right um i purchased for thirty two thousand dollar right purchased for thirty two thousand dollar i recently sold it because you know the market's actually really it's crazy hot yeah (laughs) i believe it or not i made should i even share is that is no go for it go for it I'm, let's just say I made more than $25,000. <laughs> oh, man. I per, uh, yeah. So put a little bit of work into it. Um, yeah. I made a good lump sum of money. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, why? I mean, you you actually have jobs that actually pay you $20,000 a year. That's right. And, and you actually can own a piece of 
asset, when you sell it, you could make literally more than $20,000. I mean, I don't know why. Uh, my wife and I normally have this um, debate. I'm like, I don't know why everybody's not doing real estate. She's like, well, <laughs> it's not for everybody. I'm like, well, why not? You know? Um, so anyways, that's my whole thing, man. It's just, it's just, that's just my passion. So yeah. 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 So you are in the world of real estate, but you specialize in, if I remember correctly, something called wholesale real estate. Is that right? Great question. Great question. So, but anyways, uh, when I actually, um, got purchased my first property, I also, um, thank you for that reminder. I, I actually um, got into um, the wholesale industry, which mm. is what happened is. Um, well, for what those is who, who whole, have, yeah, I was just going to say, what is wholesale real estate for those who don't know? Yes. Uh, yeah. So um, if you're hearing the, 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 the word correctly, it's wholesaling, right? As, as when you actually technically buying something in bulk and you actually selling at a discount price. Now, some might say, well, how do I do it? I, I, mm-hmm. I can't even afford to buy my, my first property. Yeah. I can't even afford to, how, how am I going to buy something in bulk? And well, you just have to ask and search and um, you could even reach out to me to get more information on that. I even, I will teach you for free. But anyways, how do you do it? You literally technically flipping paper to this term called assignment of contract. So pretty much, you go to the seller mm-hmm. um, you, um, as a, a wholesaler. You say, uh, Mr. Seller, um, my name is Edwich O'John. Um, I'm interested in purchasing your property um, at a discount price. And Mr. Uh, um, seller or Miss Seller will actually say, sure, um, I want my, I want to, I want $20,000 for my property. And you said, sure, you will get $20,000, but make sure that the property is actually worth at least, um, $50,000, right? Okay. So what happened is, um, you had to sell it to, uh, end buyer End buyer is a buyer like myself, um, mm-hmm. like an investor who actually go and buy the property. Now, the thing is with this wholesaling thing is it's like, it's like ABC transaction, right? Um, you are, um, Mr. Seller is actually, um, a, and, uh, the wholesaler is, uh, B and then the end buyer is actually C. So what happened is, um, join t- uh, title. I hope I'm not even. Um, I hope I'm, I'm. I'm making sense here. Okay. Uh, join closing. I should say. Um, you just sign the paper um, for for a certain amount of, of, of price, and the seller get his money. And you, with that, with that, with that being said, you're not a. Uh, an agent, you charge the end buyer a fee, a small okay. fee. Yeah. Let's just say that small fee is $5,000. Okay. So you just add it. So the, technically, the um, the investor just purchased that property from you, $25,000, right? Mm. And and But remember, the property is actually worth how much? Or 50 or 40 Now, you do that math to see how much of a discount that um, – um, that end buyer just got the property for. Yeah. Wow. Does that even make sense? Yeah, I think so. And so, so basically, you're trying to buy properties that might be not on the market or might be kind of hidden. You're doing the research. You're reaching out to people. You're saying, "Hey, this property's worth X dollars," and you go, uh, "I want to get half of that," or 
40% of that. That's what I want to pay. And you make an offer, make a deal. And then your job is then to go find a buyer and you flip the house for more. So basically it sounds like you're not doing a lot of improvement on the house or the property or anything like that. You're looking to take uh, an asset off of somebody's hands that is just happy to get rid of it. And then you're trying to trying to connect with a really uh, passionate buyer who might want to restore the house or maybe they want to build something on the property or something like that. And so you then mark it up and you may carry that note. You may charge them an interest or make a down, let's say, hey, you can pay me a down payment and then mo make monthly payments or something like that. So you become a little bit of that bank too. And and so you're getting a couple different places where you can create revenue. Of course, the markup uh, sounds like you can make it on interest. You could also make it on holding while the the asset doesn't have much value waiting till the market gets hot in that specific area or uh, as we are right now with interest rates low, just hot in general. And then you can flip that property. Well, you actually explain it. You actually dive into it way deeper than okay. I that actually did. Um, but yes, uh, uh, what you some, some of the stuff that you just described, it's kind of called a lease purchase purchase option where if you're going to hold the property, then that would be called a lease purchase option. It's still kind of part of the wholesaling industry. Yeah. But um, what I would actually recommend of any uh, newbies, if you actually started, I would just start uh, with uh, just find you a property you could put on the contract, find you a seller that's willing to sell it. Uh, make sure you helping that seller. You're not taking advantage of that seller. Yeah. And, and you actually find an investor who's looking to make some money. Yeah. And also you're making some, some money yourself. So I would okay. just keep it simple instead of diving into the deep and um, deep end. So with what you're doing, are you focused on teaching other people how to do this? Are you fo doing this yourself? Like what is your niche in this real estate wholesale market? Uh, how do you define yourself and what you do? That's an awesome question. So now my company main focus is um, um, making our lenders mm -hmm. um, money and keep them happy because we also, we do fix and flip. We mm -hmm. do um, buy and hold, which is the rental industry. And also we do um, wholesaling. Now, mm -hmm. the way we actually structure our wholesaling is, um, let's just say we like a deal come, come through and it's not our idea of deal that we, um, uh, uh, our lender, private money lender would actually fund, then we would actually sell it. Um, I mean, transfer, um, we would actually then go to our depart wholesale department um, and let them deal with that. Mm. Um, so, it, I mean, as far as like, am I actually charging people money to um, teach them wholesale? No, um, I'm not. Um, the reason why I don't do it, I, I believe, um, I think everybody need, um, you know, a fresh start. Because yeah. not everybody had, because I remember I went to this uh, so-called guru, this guy wanted to charge me $35,000. Yeah. And I didn't have, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. I didn't have the $35,000. So my thing is, um, for you um, newbies who's actually listening to me, um, to the show, uh, 
reach out to me. If you need help, I'll be more than happy to, um, I, I don't know, um, do a joint venture with you. And, I, you know, so, no, I'm not charging any fees for um, for my services. The only thing is just like you just got to give me a commitment. Yeah. Um, sure, you de- you dedicated. You're willing to learn. Um, yeah, man, I, I don't. Yeah. As, as is right now, I'm not charging any fees. <laughs> nice. Well, we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, it is the wrap-up of this conversation where we do the dreaded rapid-fire questions. At which, do you think you're ready? Um, Sure. All right. Well, we'll be right back for those rapid-fire questions. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches and consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about Podmax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next Podmax event. Cool. Let's dive into them. These are really super quick. So, uh, you know, I'll ask a question. It's just a real quick back and forth as we wrap up the episode. It'll be a lot of fun. Yes, let's do it. We are back with Edwitch. All right. Are you ready for those rapid fire questions? I'm more than definitely ready. Okay. As a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Believe it or not, I wanted to become a doctor. Oh, that's cool. What is one tip you'd give someone with a big idea or dream and they don't know where to start? I'll say start um, reading. Um, open the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, everything is on the internet. Just research it. What is one change you would like to see in the world? Sadly. Um, but but true, I would love to see um, less hatred. I would mm-hmm. love to see more love and you know um everybody kumbaya but it's it's the that's not ever going to happen <laughs> it can get better and that's the hope right yeah what do you want your yeah. legacy to be i want to remember as somebody who who actually you know love and and kind to everybody somebody who was very um, a, uh, a giver, mm-hmm. somebody who actually uplifts people and made a difference in, in my community, you know? Yeah. So yeah, man, I, I mean, I would, I would love to make a difference. Um, I, I mean, I, I, as for, you know, if I come in contact with somebody, I just want to leave a, a positive influence yeah. in their um, life. What is one book you think every dreamer should read? My God, that's a great question. I think I think the I'm I'm really not a, a big reader like that on mm-hmm. top of uh, on top of my head. Um, I think most people. I mean, most people actually start with uh, Rich Dad Paul Dad, and also this book on top of my head. I it's I really don't don't remember 
um, the author name is called the sorrow of not giving a, a F, you know, mm-hmm. that word. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a couple books. Every if if every dreamers, I think the best thing is just follow your dream, man. Just mm-hmm. stop listening to the noise. That's Love the best that. thing I can say. Love that. What is one thing you wish you would have known when you first started out? As far as real estate investment. However you want to interpret the question. I leave it open ended so you can you can make that decision. I mean, I just wish that I wasn't so afraid to take um to um you know to jump. Mm-hmm. You know? Um I think I, I, I just wish I wasn't so afraid to take risks. I yeah. think uh and have so much fear. I think um you know, fear of failure and fear of this, fear of that, all type of anxiety. I, I just wish I didn't have those things. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I think that's one of our problems. We have so much fear and, and we let the, our fear um, um, disable us. If you weren't doing what you're doing today, what do you think you'd be doing? Ah, <laughs> I couldn't think. I can't. Man. Wow, those questions. Um, I couldn't think of anything else. I think, I don't know, maybe a manager at a hotel. I don't know. And finally, what is one dream you are still wanting to fulfill in your own life? One dream I want to fulfill. I want. I want to travel, man. Yeah. I just want to. I just want to be able to, you know, run my business on the go, and mm. then where I don't have to affect my family, right? Um, where my family's actually with me on on a yacht, where I'm actually um, working, where I don't have to um, bother some and have a team and and have, um, you know, I want freedom. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Freedom where I don't have to worry about so, many, so much things and, you know, those type of things, you know? Love yes. that. Yeah, man. Yeah. As we wrap up, we always like to leave our guests have a final thought. What would you like to leave all of us listening with today? You know, all right. I know this show is actually called, um, it's actually about entrepreneur and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. But since we, since this is fresh on top of my mind. Yeah. Um, and the election just happened, right? Um. Because I know some people, and I don't really like to get um, get into the debate of religion and, mm-hmm. and politics and stuff like that. All right. So one thing I have to say is just like, just love each other, right? Mm. Um, regardless um, your views, regardless you, you so-called red, blue, green, right? <laughs> um, right. Just, just leave that topic alone for a second, right? Um, because... When you when you take that when you take the time to have a great conversation when you're not in debate of uh, which religion is the best, um, which parties whatever is the best, and blah blah blah, and you just get to know the person as who they are for their true self. Mm-hmm. Um, you you'd be surprised what you can find out about the person, how much likable that person is, if you're not talking about politics and <laughs> and religion stuff like that. So just take a break from it and and be 
and have and have some love for each other, regardless of your views, man. It's just the country's man. I don't know if I should be saying this, but the country's so divisive right now. And I know, you know, some uh, parents' uh, daughters are not talking to dad because they voted for this person, they voted for that person. You know, all that is futile, right? All that at the end of the day, it don't matter because th- these guys, they're the politician. They already made the money. Meanwhile, you're trying to live your normal life and you so divisive within your household because of something that's not that important to your own family. And it just just have some love, man. Just stop fighting over religion and, and politics. Love it. Well, Edwich, it's been a lot of fun uh, chatting today. Thanks so much for taking time and joining us on the show. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Make sure to subscribe through iTunes or Google Play so you can get notified every time we publish a new episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts with an honest review on iTunes. Finally, follow us on your favorite social media platforms to keep the conversation going with Josh Carey and today's guest. Until next time.